Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults age 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio KLBJ. Live and local, every afternoon, 2 to 4. This is Mark, Melinda, and Ed on News Radio KLBJ. Call or text them at 512 836 0590. It's really beautiful to hear you speak the truth about things. Now, Mark, Melinda, and Ed. How are you, Melinda? Doing well. I was just catching up on a little bit of Made for Ed TV before I came in here. <laughs> Talking about my girl, Fanny Willis, there. Yep. Fanny. I did not have sex with that man, Willis. That that Fanny. Lord, it's like watching Days of Our Lives soap opera, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Have you been glued to it? Oh, I've not been glued at all. I I know the outcome of this train wreck. I know what's going to happen. Yeah, and it's not going to be good for Fanny Willis, I can tell you that much. Well, uh, Fox has gone wall-to-wall with it all yeah. day, nonstop. Yeah, to me, it's just, it is so ridiculous that they're on the stand airing out their personal their business laundry, when yeah. she could have as soon as this came out just stepped down and avoided all of this just step down from the case that would it would have been that simple or you know do the right thing in the first place but since she didn't just yes. step down and all of this would have been avoided we don't appear to be dealing with people of high ethics or character in that case no. let's dive into the biggest story right now you just heard the update in the fox newscast Yesterday at this time, we were talking with you about how Republican Congressman Turner of Ohio was calling on President Biden and his team urgently to declassify the information the U.S. had on a weapon the Russians were working on. Well, now today, the Biden team is saying Russia has been working on an anti-satellite weapon. They point out it is not operational yet. But it is an anti-satellite weapon, Mm. according to the Biden team. I think that it was important for them to come out and address this. Uh, I still am not sure why that one Republican representative decided to create all of this uh, scary what's going on. You need to talk about this. Not sure what his, his intention of doing all of that was, but I did think it was important that the White House address it. They have... I don't know if it eases everybody's mind, like, okay, they're on it. This is what it is. Uh, The White House is saying there's no, they don't think that whatever Russia is creating causes physical destruction here on Earth. Um, But I thought it was important for them to come out, address it. And then I also saw that the Pentagon has launched some things in regards to all of this, I guess, an effort to just, they've launched more satellites just to, to make sure that they've got information. Ed, what did you make of uh, John Kirby's statement that this weapon, if it were to be deployed, would not be able to harm any people on Earth? Well, you know, that's that's good. That's I, I like that. But it, that took from me that it could get other satellite systems or get other things that not wouldn't destroy people on Earth that would do something in the atmosphere or wherever the other satellites are. So it's good. That was good that it couldn't hurt anybody on Earth, but... 
we need to have more information or they need to get to the bottom of it with the Russians and to see the capabilities. And I wonder if we have a capability of doing something that the Russians are doing. I think that comment by Kirby is another diversion. Hmm. This, this is a very serious matter. If they do put this into operation, think about it. If they could take out our satellites, what that would do to the rest of us down here. The implications are very serious. So by Kirby saying it wouldn't be able to take out any people or buildings here on Earth, don't let that divert your attention away from how serious this is. But it could take out our anti- Our anti-stuff, yeah. Yeah, that take our out stuff. ours that would uh, be able to recognize a missile or something headed this way, which then would be destructive to us here on Earth. Yes, yes, it would. Uh, We'll keep you up to date on that. Now, related to this, there is another congressman, a fellow Republican in the House, who is saying he wants an investigation of Turner's statements yesterday. He said it was reckless disregard, and Representative Andy Ogles is suggesting that Turner did this on purpose because he's a big proponent of giving more money to Ukraine and reauthorizing uh, all kinds of legislation for intelligence work so he says this guy had another motive here for ringing the alarm bells yesterday Hmm. beyond being worried about russia was doing well and i'm sorry i i have a tendency to question what was the motive because it seems you know he got out there he threw this information out there he potentially caused a panic or just messing with the minds of American people. What is Russia doing? What are they up to? Why, why aren't we being told kind of thing? And then said nothing else about it. Uh, he did put the Biden administration kind of in the hot seat having to come out and explain this. But I, I would like to know. In his mind, what was he doing? Why did he think after them having this information for a month that yesterday was the day to go out there and say we have a national security threat and the Biden administration's not telling you about it? And the Biden team said we have a meeting scheduled on that for tomorrow, meaning today, to cover this specific topic. And they said, we're surprised he put this statement out today, knowing we have a briefing coming up yeah. within 24 hours. I don't know about this allegations of this. He's a big proponent of Ukraine and things like that. I think I'm surprised that he did it. That Representative Turner did it on his own without. And it, it seems like with secrets like that, I'm not sure it, it, it did push the administration to get the information out today. But I I disagreed with him doing that sort of as a lone wolf yesterday, releasing that to the media and telling everybody. So I don't I don't know. It just seems like he was he he jumped the gun on it. If it's that secret and that classified, I don't want him to start talking about it. I would rather have a unified statement from Congress and uh, the, the 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 both branches of government that everything's going to be okay. Wait 24 hours yeah. and see what the briefing sure. does. Just wait. Yeah. All right, 512-836-0590. You can weigh in on that one. We also have an update on the shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Super mm. Bowl parade yesterday. Uh, the police chief says it's not terrorism. We have a theory as to what happened it, that resulted in the shooting here. Just a bunch of thugs, vendettas against each other. And started shooting, tried to shoot up each other, and a lot of innocent people got in the way. But the, that just shows what kind of society are we in 
or do we have when these punks and thugs and gang members decide to get, you know, start shooting it up at a celebration, uh, a celebration of a football win? Yeah, I'm not sure that I'm 100% sold on their theory here that this was just some kind of argument that spilled over and then ended with, with gunfire. One... What are they all doing there at a parade with guns, especially when two of the three detained aren't old enough? They're not legal to have those guns. What are they doing with them? And then, two, some of the accounts here where uh, one of the people that was shot in the ankles said, you know, that they had heard a woman say, no, don't do that here. And then all of a sudden the guy pulls out a gun and starts spinning around in a circle shooting if this was about some vendetta that they had against someone else, why would you not just shoot at that person? Why would you start spinning around in a circle just randomly shooting anybody around? That's a good question. In some ways, it reminds me of some of the episodes on 6th Street where police have said armed juveniles ended up firing shots at each other, not caring who was in the line of fire, indiscriminately firing right there on 6th Street. It's very similar to me, the way it's being described yeah. right now. Tempers flare, or they see somebody that they think is from a rival gang, and they just open fire. Here is Kansas City Police Chief Stacy Graves from this afternoon. We have subjects detained, two of which are juveniles. We are working to determine the involvement of others. Uh, yeah, but no charges yet. They only That's have weird. until like the next 30 minutes or hour or so that they have to charge them or they will be back out on the street. I, I'm, I'm concerned about this. What's going on? What is the delay? I'm trying to figure out. They claim that they're trying to get all the information so mm. that they can bring it, give it to the DA to bring about the right charges. They're 16. I am not holding out a whole lot of hope that they're going to get what they yeah. should get if they actually are the ones that did this. I think they will file something and then they can always add additional charges or elevate the charges. Well, I, an easy thing that they could have already charged them with. Two juveniles with a firearm. Here's Chief Graves with more on the victims in that shooting. During the overnight hours, we learned there are 23 victims of yesterday's shooting. One of our victims, Elizabeth Galvin, 43 years old, died. We are still learning about her, but know that she is beloved by many. All right, 512-836-0590. You can join the discussion. It's Mark and Melinda, 212 at KLBJ. Melinda and Ed are on your radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. And you can stream the show live on your digital device via the free news radio KLBJ app. Hope you're having a great afternoon. It's 216. Thank you for joining us. Jack is here producing. Fox News has a story saying that election experts are ringing alarm bells about the effects of illegal immigration on our U.S. elections. They're pointing out that shortly after President Biden took office in January of 2021, he ordered the U.S. Census Bureau to count all illegal aliens in the census. Therefore, those people will be used in the apportionment of House seats. 
and that will have an effect on electoral votes for presidential elections. If a state, for example, has more House seats, they get more electoral votes. So you can see where their focus is going. The state of New York has added many illegal aliens. It could result in New York getting more House seats and more electoral votes. So they're ringing the alarm bells right now on this issue. To me, it's just nonsensical to allow the census to count illegals. And you're right, Mark. New York City, Chicago, major metropolitan areas who had a big influx of illegals will be boosted. But if they're not supposed to vote in the elections, why do you count them in the census that has a direct correlation to the Electoral College and voting? For all those that were asking, well, why would Biden why be would doing do this? I, how does that benefit them? <laughs> Exhibit A. And I will point out that one of his very first duties or acts that he did as president was to sign this saying they needed to be counted in the census along with opening up that border and this is all by design all by design Uh, this is coming from experts working at the immigration center for enforcement and they're writing essays detailing the effects this will have on house seats house apportionment the electoral college The story goes on to say that two Republican senators and 20 fellow Senate Republicans introduced a bill last month that would prohibit the Census Bureau from counting illegal aliens. There's a companion bill filed by Republicans in the House that was just filed. That needs to it needs to go through. They should not be counted. They should not be able to impact our elections in any way when they are here illegally. And I want to see those who vote uh, who vote against this, who want the illegals to be counted, because I think you're going to find, again, the metropolitan cities and those leftist Democrats who want unbridled immigration. They they won't want, want that at all. They, they won't go, go along with this. These bills should have been filed by these Republicans the day after Biden signed the executive order. Absolutely. Here again, they're waiting until an election year to do something that's years late. Mm. I don't know if it's intentional or incompetence or both, Yes, (laughs) but it is years late. Always. It should have been done the day after he signed it. Yeah. Always. What do I say? This is just one of their, we're getting out on the campaign trails, Mm -hmm. and this is what we have in our back pocket to always have. They don't really want to do anything about it, or else they would have the next day, like you said. uh, Nope, we're not for that. Let's go ahead and put a stop to it right now. 512-836-0590. Rick is calling regarding the report today that Russia is working on an anti-satellite weapon. Uh, Rick, welcome. How are you, sir? Just fine. Nice listening to you guys. I'm from Dallas originally and finally found a talk station I could listen to down here. And I really appreciate all you guys. Outstanding. Uh, how, how did you discover our station, Rick? I was basically surfing the channel and I heard Fox News. And I said, I got to listen to these guys and then got you and uh, Melinda and, of course, Ed. And I got a kick out of him. But uh, <laughs> what can I say? Or did you um, say you want to kick me? Did What did you say? Oh, <laughs> kick at <him. laughs> Only if you keep on bugging Donald, but that's beside the point. Um, 
the nice thing about getting old is you remember stuff. And in 1985, we stuck a weapon on the bottom of an F-15 Eagle, launched it off into the atmosphere, fired a rocket, and took out one of our own satellites just to prove we could do it. So we've had that kind of technology around for quite some time. Okay, I'm, I don't remember that, sir. Yeah, nobody remembers that. Just look it up. Um, just uh, Google it. It's there. It was 1985 is when that truck placed. I, I was an airline captain for a lot of years, and so I remember anything that went flying past us. <laughs> so, Rick, uh, what are your thoughts on this news from the Biden team today that Russia uh, has been working on? It's not operational yet, but they are working on an anti-satellite system. Uh, I'm not surprised that they would talk about it now. The Brits just announced a while back about new laser beam technology they were developing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if they've got a laser beam, they're going to throw it up in space. If it's going to be an anti-satellite, I'm not that concerned about it. We have a way to take out theirs. They may just be trying to even the playing field. Or it looks good to try to get more money for the Ukrainians. Yes, and there are some who suspect that's what's happening Mm -hmm. here, including uh, other Republicans in the House. Mm Mm-hmm. Rick, thank you. Right Good to now, hear from you. Yeah. yeah I'm a driving instructor, and I, I fought a Ukrainian couple, and the first thing Katerina would tell me is, Ukraine is so completely corrupt that you had to pay for your driver's license. And, oh, by the way, the president says, we own Biden from the time he was a vice president. <laughs> now, I don't you take that with a grain of salt, but we know they're corrupt, so I'm not buying it. Leave the money here. I could use it. You could use it. All right, Rick. Thank you. Have a good day. Zelensky <laughs> has said they're corrupt. Uh, yeah, he tells us that every time there's any question of whether we'll send money. Hey, we're corrupt, but don't worry. I'm weeding it out. I'm One fix person it. Yeah. a year. I'm going to weed it out. Rick is in Cedar Park with Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Hello, Rick. Welcome. How are you today? I'm doing great. I was talking for like 30 seconds when you introduced the other Rick, because I just heard Rick. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little practice. I'll bet you were really good, too, Rick. (laughs) Oh, I I had it all laid out, too. Uh, I I was just chuckling about the story about counting illegals, because whatever percentage of illegals or the number they get in New York and Chicago and all these liberal cities, it is a small fraction to what we actually get here in Texas. If we apply that same philosophy or standard to Texas and we're counting illegals here, imagine what that's going to do to our electoral prospects. I mean, we're going to go up mass, way more than I think any of them would ever consider or become close to coming up. I don't know about that, Rick, because what we have been reading is from the very beginning, Biden was moving massive numbers to blue states, New York, New Hampshire, Illinois, Mm -hmm. Massachusetts, I'm sure some have ended up in Texas. I don't know the exact percentage breakdown. Are more ending up in blue states, or are they primarily here? Well, I mean, I know everyone who goes to one of these cities has to request it. It's not like we can just ship them because we want them to go. That's that's the Texas plan. That was not the Biden plan. The Biden plan so was the shipping Biden, whoever came was, across to wherever. They didn't really get a say in it. I did not know that. I did not know they could send them wherever they wanted without, against their will. Yes. That, if, yes. If that's true, they need to be talking about that. Yes, yeah. Uh, the vast majority have been moved off of the border by Biden. 
not Abbott. And well, that's been early on too. That's not that's well, I early. They were moving them, I, I, but I did not know that they were moving them against their will. Yeah, in the middle because of the night, the, and not even telling the, where the states or the cities where they were going that they were coming. Well, everybody who goes to Texas sends a sign and a thing says, "I am agreeing to go." Yeah, I'll, I'll go to Chicago. I'll go to New York. Yeah, you're right about that. And but they complain that they're being sent against their will, while the only one who's actually sending people against their will is Biden. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, thank you. Have a good day. 512-836-0590. A church in New York City that bills itself as a sanctuary church put up the money to bail out one of the illegal aliens from Venezuela who's been charged in a string of crimes in New York City. This is really disheartening to me that a church is going to put up bail to a guy who attacked a cop and who's done other things. Uh, I I just don't like this. You know, I respect the sanctity of the church because many churches will house and embrace the immigrants, but this is a little too much to me. I'm sorry to say it's a little too much. Uh, It's quite a lot. Posted his $15,000 bell and then turns around and says, but we're not requiring he stay here at the church. Uh, Mm. I don't understand that. You're putting up the money for this. If you are believing in this individual, at the very least, just say you're staying here until your next court date so we know. You're not going to fly. Yeah, that you're not going to leave and that that money is still secure. Uh, The illegal immigrant walked out of jail Tuesday of this week after Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Bay Ridge of New York City put up the money. The pastor, the Reverend Juan Ruiz, says our church is basically a sanctuary. We assume that people are innocent until they are proven otherwise. And he says this sanctuary will give this man breathing space. Those were his comments on why they uh, posted the money to get this guy out on his $15,000 bail. Breathing space, that's awful, uh, you know, a different phrase when you when you think about someone getting bail breathing space for me that guy could have had breathing space in jail till his time for court appearance comes up he was uh, one of those uh, shown on video attacking the two new york city police officers he will be arraigned on a totally separate assault indictment in another case this week and uh, so that's where it stands with him help me remember did this same church put up the money to bond out the U.S. Marine Corps veteran, Sergeant Penny? When I don't, he I was, don't, I don't that would be so. a no, Mark. I don't believe they did, Mark. I don't believe they did with Sergeant Penny in the subway incident. No. They didn't? No, I don't believe they did. Well, and I think that that's the, the frustration that people are starting to have with some of these churches. I know churches at their core are about helping any and everyone, but people are really starting to... Uh, not appreciate that they are getting some funding. I'm not sure if this is one church or not as these non these NGOs that they're getting funding from the federal government and then turning around and using it for things like this. All right, here. Feeding, feeding them, giving them food, giving them clothing. Yes. That's one thing. Bailing them out when they already had another case as to the only reason why they were in jail, unlike the other yeah. ones, it was because this was not the first go-round. I bet he jumps bail, too. What do you bet? He is a flight risk, yeah. and he is a danger to others when he's free. He's demonstrated that. He's proved it. Yeah. They, most of them have that are in this, this story. Mm-hmm. 512-836-0590. 228 now at KLBJ.
Enjoy the podcasts of Mark, Melinda, and Ed at your convenience. You'll find them on NewsRadioKLBJ.com. We have told you that the Austin City Council has decided to keep giving away that cash with no strings attached to test it out and see what happens. They call it the Guaranteed Income Program. The interim city manager is now announcing that they're working on a new contract to get a vendor to oversee all of this, and they're going to make some modifications to the contract and the program in this next round. First and foremost is the change of name. It's not going to be the Guaranteed Income Program. It's going to be the... Family Stabilization Grant Program. Beautiful. Yeah, that sounds Doesn't a lot that better. sound so much yeah, better than we're giving away your taxpayer money to <laughs> yes. other people? Family Stabilization Grant Program. Uh, some of the new additional changes that they're saying is we're going to have more oversight. We'll do program audits and data collection. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We The city's not known for, you know, oversight and auditing. Well, let's... Let's focus on item number two, program audits. Are you telling me there were no audits in round one? You had no way of really verifying that that $1,000 per month that was supposed to be going to these recipients ended up in their hands? Is that what they're implying here, that they're going to have regular audits now? Probably. I, I would hope. I, I think that first one was just thrown out there. This was that feel good policy we want sure, to do. Yeah. Really don't have uh, anything attached to it or any way to follow up. So yeah, I would not be surprised if that means okay. Now we're going to start adding that in. We didn't do it the first go round. That 135 households is 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 a drop in the bucket. I I wonder the angst, the anger by some people who live next door to the people who get $1,000 a month and right across the hallway in some dingy, terrible apartment or something where somebody else, they don't get that $1,000. I just, that, that, that troubles me because there are a lot of people out there who are not getting anything. Not to say I would want to expand this program because it's just another form of welfare on top of welfare on top of welfare, but... Well, it's picking and choosing people out of the population that you're going to help while doing it on the backs of other people that may be struggling. Rest easy, Ed. Rest easy. Thank you, Mark. They're going to make this a permanent program, and it's going to be much, much bigger than it is Mm -hmm. now. This is setting the stage for that. It it is, and I'm I'm sure because once it came into fruition, it's never going away, and it's expanding, and it started with... You know, 1.1, now it's 1.3. It's probably going to go up to 2, 2 to half to 3. It's going to be, it's going to go I'm, up. I'm still at a loss how any city can do this, that they can take taxpayer money from everybody that lives in the city of Austin that pays in for the taxes and then say, we're going to take that money that y'all send in and we're going to give some of that to to people that need help in the sense of they're not able to pay all of their bills, so we're going to help them out. How is that being representative of everybody that lives in Austin? That's a key question, and uh, it's one that's been put to the state attorney general by state senator Paul Betancourt. He's asked for an attorney general's opinion on this. He's questioning the constitutionality of this program here in Austin. Austin might respond, Melinda, by saying, look, we already take money from the taxpayers and we help people 
cover their electric bills and their water bills. We, we, this is just a different fashion of that. Think of this as a way to help them cover, cover other bills. I, I don't know that I agree with the other part either. Well, <laughs> I mean, well, it's, maybe it's, I'm it's, wrong it's, in doing the, in, in saying that. I don't mind having a helping hand, but there should never be at a time that you are just giving them cash to do whatever. At least those hopes, are yeah. very specific. Yeah. Right. Okay, we understand you need electricity you need to food. live. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to help you keep your lights on. That, maybe I have more of a lead way for that but just giving them cash to spend on whatever they want and not to know that it's truly helping a need i i'm not for it it just doesn't seem right to me here are the numbers 512-836-0590 you can weigh in with your thoughts law enforcement in houston says a 14 year old boy was home alone this morning before 7 a.m he heard somebody turning the front doorknob trying to get into the house, so he got a gun, and he ended up firing five or six rounds that killed the man who was on the other side of the door. Here's Harris County Sheriff Ed Gonzalez talking with the news media. It's a very traumatic situation out here when you're talking about a a 14-year-old having a used deadly force um, and and, in protection of himself and, and his property. He did it. The guy was yeah. found dead by law well, enforcement when they arrived on the scene. I have very little sympathy for this man who's dead. I'm, I'm sorry he lost his life, but you don't go around jingling doors, and the cops had already been called before that, hey, somebody was outside my door, and this guy was checking all the doors. He goes, and this frightened, terrorized 14-year-old, mom and dad are gone, dad's at work, mom's, take, doing, mom's out doing, you know, already out, and he panicked and just fired, and... I'm sorry to happen to this 14-year-old is going to have to go through a lot of therapy for the rest of their lives. But you just don't go around jingling doors and trying to get in because you don't know what's on the other side. Uh, no charges whatsoever should be charged against this 14-year-old. Uh, I hate that it is a 14-year-old that had to do this, but I do want to take a moment to point out, obviously, had been taught about guns and gun safety and how to handle when it is appropriate when you do that. Otherwise, I'd hate to think had that not been the case, what would have happened to this 14-year-old? ABC 13 says Houston police are pointing out that the man who was shot and killed was well known to the Houston homeless outreach team. They knew him. Residents in the area knew this guy. This was not the first time he had been in the neighborhood. Yeah. So that's a key factor here as well. They'll continue the investigation, but as of right now, that seems to be the the full story on this thing. And it should be the end of it. End of the story, yeah. Uh, Mm. You let that that 14-year-old go home. You try to get him any kind of resources they may need for him to talk this Mo- out yeah mother was dropping off other kids dad was apparently at work and but i have to say good job parents and i thought i thought i had a little bit of a chuckle when the sheriff said oh it was very clear there was a sign out front that said intruders will be met with force mm-hmm. um Take those signs serious, people. If you plan on breaking in, people don't just put that out as a deterrence. Right. They probably mean it. And I'm glad that this family 
was able to have these conversations with this 14-year-old. He was educated on the guns, and he used it as needed. 512-836-0590-239 now. Wayne is with us on KLBJ. Mark, Melinda, and Ed, good afternoon, Wayne. You have some thoughts on the report uh, about Russia and their anti-satellite weapon. Go ahead, sir. I do. Uh, how are you guys today? Fine, Wayne. I, uh, I just Good, good. I just wanted to follow up on the comment from the gentleman who was airline pilot earlier. Uh, I, I happened to be working at LTV Aerospace and Defense back in the late 80s. And uh, to, I can confirm what he said. The, the name of the project was called ASAP. And we were able to hit a satellite in geosynchronous orbit around the Earth. Um, <clears throat> and the, the satellite was a excuse me, was the was the size of a, ba- a basketball. So it's pretty pretty good accuracy hitting a basketball at uh, 22,000 miles away. Wow. Um, so um, that being said, uh, the NR satellite technology has been a, in existence for quite some time. So whatever it is that, that the Russians are, have in space, I would be much more inclined to think it was something along the lines of hypersonic missiles, which would be able to hit any target, uh, you know, in their orbit, sphere around the earth within just a matter of moments so to me that would be a much uh, more likely scenario than them trying to take out just our satellites because uh, i think if they wanted to they could do that at any time so wayne wayne so what were your thoughts wayne what were your thoughts when john kirby of the white house team said today uh don't be concerned that this weapon can harm people or buildings on the ground what went through your mind uh, I, I would not be inclined to believe him. <laughs> hmm. Just because he's a member of the administration? Uh, no, not not really. Just uh, I think he he's saying those things probably because he doesn't want to uh, alarm people, mostly. All right. Thank you, Wayne. You have a good afternoon, sir. We appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you, Wayne. 512-836-0590. You can call. You can text. Join the conversation. It's 241. Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Mark, Melinda, and Ed are on your radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. Now, here are Mark, Melinda, and Ed. 246. Great to have you with us. We go to Jay. On KLBJ, how are you this afternoon, Jay? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? Very well, thank you. Super. Hey, on this um, Russian threat intel kind of operation that's being announced, everyone really needs to step back and uh, be aware that we're in a PSYOP, and I'm not some conspiracy theory guy. There's a $100 billion bill in front of congress right now with massive pressure to pass it it's really really ironic that the day that bill hits the uh uh, republican conference that there's this intel apparatus psyop operation threatening this ominous uh destruction of you know america by our allies in addition to that fisa renewal has continually been pushed off now and FISA should not be renewed. So that's a kind of a convoluted way of saying all this intel stuff coming through needs to be looked at at a very minimum with an extremely skeptical eye because they have abused their power multiple times now, both individually and collectively, 
individually with other politicians and collectively with broad groups of American population. To, to my way of thinking, once you've lied and once you've breached trust, you should lose your authority and your credibility to speak on these issues. Simple as that. It is ironic that it comes up right when the Ukraine vote in this uh, what appears to be another threat from Russia and Vlad Putin that would incite people to say, oh, we've got to give money to Ukraine. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. But I don't understand that argument. How does giving money to Ukraine help? That helps them fight Russia right there. How does that help with what this new weapon that they're developing does? I believe just another way to degrade Russia if we give no, them more weapons. I'm, I'm sorry. It's a public... Uh, you guys ask those are good questions, Melissa. The, the reason they're doing this is it's because public polling for Russian money is at, a, is at a really low level. So what they're trying to do is stir public angst and public energy in favor of any broad-based effort against Russia. That's what this is about. Yep, I, I actually, I believe you. I believe that this is about Russia's public enemy number one, and we uh, see that people don't have the appetite to send money to Ukraine. But that, And I'm one of those people that d- does not have the appetite to keep sending money to Ukraine. But still, I would ask if, they, if this was their reason, I, and maybe I just am putting, overthinking it, I would just be like, uh, shouldn't that money stay here so we can work on whatever we need to work on to combat whatever Russia's building? Jay, thank you. Have a good afternoon. 512-836-0590. You can call, you can text. It is, it is, it is thought, you know, it, it gets you to think that the timing of all this during the time when Ukraine is begging for more money in there, as, as the, our caller said, the, the angst or the, the, the ability to give them more money is, is waning around the country. So. Uh, you have been keeping tabs somewhat on the hearing that's underway in Atlanta in the case of the Fulton County prosecutor, Fannie Willis, and the man she hired, Mr. Wade, that hearing is continuing. What is jumping out or striking you so far in what you've seen today? I'm striking out to me that she is uh, confrontational. She's she's not happy. She's threatened. And it's a very combative situation. And, man, oh, man, this was not just a co-worker or a mentor they went on three separate cruises. They went on trips. Uh, she bought him fine wine on these trips, and it was. And he's he was married at the time. They're married at the time, so it's just it's it's a terrible look for Fannie Willis, and I think she's going to get kicked off this case. I she decided, or I don't know if she was forced, but she's on the stand, and she is very defensive. The judge has already had to order or allow for the opposing counsel to treat her as a hostile witness. She continues to talk over the judge. Uh, and just her whole demeanor, she just is, she's she's mad. She is mad that she is there. And I do not think that she is doing herself any favors by acting this way on the stand. I think if she was to take the stand, it should just be, answer your question and that is all the information you give another thing that is standing out is all of these trips that they took and then all the other accessories that go with that whether it's dinner or car trips or whatever um mr wade testified that he put all the expenses on his business card and then miss willis would pay him in cash Cash reimbursed him in 
cash. Yeah. And it's reported she wasn't going like to the ATM and then giving cash. And so she's testifying now, oh, I keep money in my house. I've always kept money in my house. I just keep it there. But how convenient. The only thing that could say that, okay, this guy wasn't just paying for everything is that you gave him cash. Listen, I I don't think it's right what she did. I She should have stepped down. And from just the parts that I'm reading today, I may even take it a step further now and say she, she should be disbarred just by the way that she's acting on the stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willis and Special Prosecutor Mr. Wade are in charge of the case against former President Donald Trump there in Atlanta, the Georgia case. Mr. Wade was on the stand under oath earlier today. Have you seen any indication that he was asked why he was paid to go to the White House and meet with the Biden team well before former President Trump was indicted? No, I think that they're just keeping this focused on the relationship that the two had as it being improper and that they should be removed from the case. Any questions about why he went to Washington to meet with the J6 committee? I I didn't see anything like that. Any questions for her along those lines? Not as of yet. I think this is just like soap opera stuff. They're just trying to get to the dirty that, yeah, the, they were they were lovers and it was highly inappropriate and she was paying for everything. Do you and, think Trump will still be on trial whether she's in charge or not? Yeah, I think he'll still be on trial. I don't think she'll be in charge. It may be delayed a long time. It's going to be delayed because they have to get new people, but... I think you'll still be on trial, but not with East Jokers. 512-836-0590. You can join the discussion. A teacher in Virginia has been arrested and has forced to surrender his license to teach. He gave a class assignment asking everybody in the class to come up with different ways to kill one of the kids in the class. Mm. Seriously, where have our brains gone? No brain from this dude. Yeah, yeah, this story says, oh, well, it was at the request of another student. This should be an assignment. And the teacher went along with it. He absolutely should be arrested, absolutely have that license revoked. And I would go a step further. Don't, don't be around kids because it's obvious that you don't know how to interact with them. He has pleaded guilty to one count of misdemeanor contributing to the delinquency of a minor uh, he is surrendering his teaching license. I don't see any indication he'll suffer any other consequences having a- admitted that he committed that crime. I think that's it. I as think far as I can too. tell in this story, the, the kid who was the subject of the writing assignment went home and told his parents that night and said, here's what happened to me mm-hmm. today at school. Yeah, uh, the uh, selected classmates said they had describing how the students came up with ideas to chop him up. Throw him out the window, burn him alive, and feed him to a dog. I'm not sure that there, what other charges could be brought to him uh, or on him. And I hope that Virginia actually follows through with this teaching license being revoked. I know he voluntarily gave it up, but like be put on the list in case he didn't, not to hire this guy. Yes. Uh, I think all the states should be sharing yeah. a list of these bad actors, mm-hmm. whether it's a sex crime against a student or something like this, so that he can't move across state lines and get another teaching job. Right. That should be it for him. He said he it was told a- the police he was having trouble connecting with the students, mm-hmm. and this was a way to really get them engaged in the class. That's nonsense. And said he had an error in judgment.
I'm sorry, that's more than an error in judgment that you think the only way that you can connect with the students is plan the death of another yeah. student? There's something wrong with you. All right, here are the numbers. You can weigh in at 512-836-0590. Ed, what's going on in our schools? Well, I don't what know is, what's what going is wrong with these people. We're not hiring the right people. I'm not sure where we're getting some of these teachers. I know there are a ton. The majority of teachers out there are hardworking and smart, would never do something as outrageous as this, but... What would would lead this teacher to believe this was the right thing to do? Talking about killing another student, all in a make-believe deal, but so inappropriate in these days and age of school violence and bullying and things like that. So it's, inappropriate in any day. Yeah. He was a teacher with this district for about eight months. Could you determine, Ed, in an interview with a guy like this, if he's fit to be a teacher? I think you'd, some warning signs would come up if there's a lack of maturity, Mark. I think surely that would come up. Well, to me, I think one of the questions that should come up, I don't know if it does or not, is how do you engage kids when they seem to not be paying attention? That I, That's a question to ask across the board because that's something you would want to know. How, are, how do teachers plan to engage kids? And if he said, oh, well, I think I should just go along with how to plot to kill another person, I would think that that would be a big X. 512-836-0590. It's Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults age 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio. KLBJ.